0: What's going on? It's Rock the Walls here on Adobe Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. On tonight's show, we'll be speaking with vocalist of Soil Work, Bjorn Strid, talking all about their rarities and B side record they just dropped a couple months ago, Death Resonance. Real cool record. I mean, if you haven't heard some of these Soil Work songs, they dig real deep into the vault and uh, remaster, remix some of these tracks. And, sounds absolutely amazing so we talked all about that some of the other stuff that he's doing musically and as well uh, you know spending some time in Toronto I did not know before the interview but Bjorn had lived in Toronto off and on for the last five years really enjoyed it lived in uh, the quote-unquote the beaches part of the city which is uh, more in uh, kind of the uh, the southeast end Uh, Really, really nice. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, One of my buddies also informed me that apparently uh, him and John Howard from uh, Threat Signal uh, were were, uh, roommates. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that interview. And as well, vocalist of UK band Carcer City, Patch Pinion. ...is on the show uh, talking all about their record, Infinite Unknown, which they dropped in September on Stay Sick Recordings. Signing to the label, which of course, uh, everyone knows, was started by Franz from Attila. Their upcoming tour, the writing recording process of Infinite Unknown, and a whole lot more. If you were in the United States, uh, hopefully you guys had a great Thanksgiving on Thursday... ...and did not get trampled on Friday trying to get some deals on Black Friday... Uh, After work yesterday, I went out with my girlfriend to the mall in Toronto here. So not even in the United States where a lot of the Black Friday sales are uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, there were some good deals at the mall, but really nothing out of the ordinary. And there was literally lineups out of most of the stores just to get in to even look at stuff. And then another, you know, 30, 40 people deep in each of the lines to to check out and buy this stuff. So it's like, (laughs) what the hell is the point? of, you know what I mean, you're saving at most maybe 10, 15%. Sometimes, yeah, there's a couple 40 or 50% deals here and there, but I mean, as you know, the hassle and the craziness of angry, pissed off shoppers just trying to get the best deals ever are really worth, you know, going through that hell. What happened uh, yesterday and uh, on this Black Friday, I mean, I'm less enticed to go to the mall every single year now. ...to try and get that hot deal. I mean, I'm sure as hell not waking up at 5 a.m. to go and line up in a line to uh, go and get something. Some cool music coming out on Friday, though. One album in particular that I've been really stoked on is Oni's debut album, Iron Shore, which they just dropped yesterday on Metal Blade Records. I got to speak with uh, those dudes yesterday on their bus. Uh, Jake Oni, the vocalist, uh, and the guy who started the band... And then as well, uh, Chase, the bass of the band. So uh, really awesome dudes. And they also killed it last night, uh, opening things up on that Children of Bodom tour. Just an amazing band. You know, Xylo Synth is uh, just one of uh, many things that's awesome. Oni. If you go and check out that album, be sure to set aside some time for The Science. One of the most epic songs that I've heard this year. Without a doubt. Subscribe to the Rock the Walls podcast over on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have not, just go to the search engine, type in Rock the Walls, and the podcast should come right up. Click subscribe, and anytime a new episode goes up, it will go straight to your phone, your tablet, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also follow me over on Twitter and Facebook at Rock the Walls on both of those right now though we are going to get to our interview with bjorn strid vocalist of soil work had the opportunity to speak with him on the final date of the fury tour which was here in toronto just last week talk all about the rarities and b-sides record that they dropped a couple months back death resonance as well as some other new music he's working on one week can expect new music from soil work and their follow-up to their 10th album the ride majestic and a whole lot more. So here it is, my interview with Bjorn Strid of Soilwork on Rock the Walls. You are listening to Rock the Walls here on IW Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. Right now, we're joined by a band. They dropped their B-sides in Rarity's record, Death Resonance, a little bit earlier on this year. You can also check out their 10th studio album, which they dropped last year, The Ride Majestic. We're here with the vocalist of Soilwork, Bjorn Strid. Uh, how's everything going, man? Uh, you guys are uh, literally just about done this tour. Tonight is the very last date. Um, you guys are right with uh, on Earth. Uh, woven War, Battlecross, and Darkness Divided. Just uh, how's the last month been for you guys uh, just over here in North America once again?
1: Uh, it's been really good. I uh, can't believe it's the last show. Uh, and it's pretty cool to to uh, end a tour in Toronto. Uh, it's always a great crowd. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've been just about everywhere this year, you know, and, and, and finishing up we're doing this tour together with our you know uh, friends in on earth that we haven't toured with for i don't know more than 10 years so yeah. it's it's good to be back and we're sharing a
0: bus with those guys so it's it's been good times yeah, definitely, and I and I guess for you, we were just talking a little bit before we started the interview. You know, Toronto is kind of a special place for you. You've been kind of living here off and on the past couple of years and whatnot, up until you know about a year and a half ago where you moved back to Sweden. I mean, uh, j- just for yourself, uh, what is it about Toronto that really drew you here? You know, was it just uh, touring here over and over over again, kind of uh, really enjoying the city anytime that you guys have been in there? Or Was there kind of a more personal connection to it for you?
1: Uh, I mean, there's definitely a personal connection as well, and you know, I, I loved living here. You know, with the sort of you know the the hockey fever that's always here you know and it's yeah. uh um it is the hockey capital of the world you know and i grew up playing hockey so and and that was one of my dreams to to become a player in the nhl and i was a big fan leaf uh, leaf fan as as a kid as well so it was really cool uh living here for i you know just about five years and and I, I love the area it's very pretty i like ontario and and, and toronto as a city as well you know yeah. uh, it's really cool it's like it's a little bit of like a mini new york but you know um in that sense if you go downtown you know uh, but it's uh you know i was living by the beaches as well you know oh, and, and and it's a really
0: nice area right by the lake and yeah i enjoyed it yeah definitely for sure um now i know for yourself being a lease fan growing up is that uh like, like boulder you saw him uh, him, him playing for the lease and whatnot or were there some other players that were uh, really big favorites for you well one of my
1: favorites you know of course Boris Salming and but also Matt Sundin you know yeah. growing up that was one of my absolute heroes I I got to meet uh, Boris Salming um when I was playing hockey I, I think I was I don't know maybe 12 years old when I met him and that was that was really cool really yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know uh, they actually just did like a, a team Salming versus a team Lindros game last Sunday for like the uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame ceremony. So they have the alumni game on the Sunday before the uh, the ceremony on the Monday. So I guess that would have been uh, this past weekend. Apparently, it, it was a hell of a time and it was pretty good. So I'm I'm pretty bummed out that I had to miss because oh, I know yeah. that would have been great. I, I would have loved to see that sure and I know for the the centennial game that the Leafs are doing uh, coming up I know uh, Solomon's going to be in the lineup and they have like a pretty sweet all-time team that they're going to be uh, facing Detroit with so it should be it should be really good I think they have like uh, uh, Curtis Joseph, Potvin, Mike Palmatier for their goalies so it should be pretty awesome wow. for sure wow
1: I might have to get a ticket and fly over here for some <laughs> vacation maybe <laughs> yeah sounds <laughs> good definitely yeah.
0: now uh just getting and talking about the music for you guys you know death resonance uh, this uh an album kind of a collection for you guys of kind of like b-sides and rarities maybe some songs that didn't make it on the albums and whatnot just over the the past you know 15 20 years of you guys being a band i mean uh, for yourself um and you guys kind of picking and choosing this i mean how hard was that for you guys you know obviously you know 1 through 11 and then obviously uh you know 12 13 14 15 being like 2016 mixes of uh, some of these right. songs
1: well, um, I mean, it, it, it all started with the EP, Beyond the Infinite, that we exclusively released in Japan a couple of years back, uh, with tracks that didn't make it on, on the double album, the Living Infinite, and yeah. uh, uh, I guess we pissed off the rest of the world by just releasing it in Japan, and uh, we wanted to make it available for the rest of the world as well, and then we also dug through the vaults, and we had a bunch of songs, you know, and also some other like b-sides and and bonus tracks that were only released in Japan before and we noticed that there's a, there's a bunch of pretty cool songs and mm-hmm. you know those songs from video games and stuff like that so we kind of just compiled it and 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 remastered and remixed the songs and to get sort of like an album flow and i think it yeah. it is sort of showcasing our development as musicians and as a band you know it's, it's in a way it's even though it's like bonus tracks it's also sort of like a pretty cool introduction to 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 the band you know in, in many ways
0: yeah i definitely have to agree with that because i feel like if you didn't tell somebody that this was like a b-sides and rarities album when you just put if you just put it on for them they would think that you know maybe it's new soil work in terms of you know how the flow of the mix and whatnot i mean it sounds like it is all coming off one album and whatnot so i mean for you guys and in, in just going through and kind of obviously like remastering and doing that i mean for yourself what was that kind of like to to go back to these songs you know that you guys released you know Five, 10, 15 years ago just thinking like, wow like it doesn't actually feel that long since you know, we wrote and recorded the song to then kind of be revisiting it and kind of just uh, you know, tinkering it and remastering and whatnot what was that really like for you guys? Uh, it, it was very interesting, I mean there was a bunch of songs that I haven't heard since
1: whenever they were recorded, like 10 years ago and, and uh, uh, I remember I was kind of bummed out that the song Martyr didn't make it on the album, I wrote that song and it was like, it was sort of like rewoke those, those feelings a little bit, it was like damn it, it shouldn't be on the album, but at least now it's it's out there for everyone to to hear and it's it's a pretty cool song but i also understand that it's you know back then we were doing something a little bit different and i think today we're sort of more progressive again and that song sort of has has progressive elements as well so it's almost like you know it's kind of just waiting there for the for for the right moments and i think it fits more with what we're doing right now yeah. so that was you know that's that's an example and and, and wherever thorns may grow as well was pretty cool uh, um and plus you know the, the 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 new tracks as well you know it, it, it's it's really a good thing that they come out this close to to the release of the ride majestic because i yeah. they're they're really cool tracks
0: both the,
1: the title track death resonance and also helsinki yeah, yeah.
0: I, I definitely agree 100 yeah. with that mm. now in, in terms of that i mean obviously with you with you guys releasing the double album 2013 ride majestic in 2015 for you guys um, you know, on this album cycle with The Ride Majestic, are you guys going to maybe take a, a little bit longer than kind of that two year album cycle in terms of, you know, obviously releasing this, um, you know, obviously these, some of these songs being brand new to a lot of the fans and whatnot. is so something where you guys, as a result, might take a, a little bit longer and a little bit more time in the writing process for for, you know, album number 11. Um I think so we've been very busy
1: and uh we've released you know like you mentioned the double album then we re- released the DVD as well yeah. you know and and the Right Majestic and then now the B-side's uh Death Resonance album so we, yeah I think we we need a little bit of a break you know uh, we've been everywhere this year really all over the place Uh so it it's it's pretty needed right now I would say and and uh you know we'll slowly get into to writing uh, mode again um you know, I don't know when when that's gonna happen. I have some some ideas here and there, but we'll see. But I don't think we'll see a new album until maybe spring 2018. That's what I, yeah, you know, yeah,
0: definitely. Now, now for yourself, you know, you mentioned that you guys kind of you feel you guys are kind of moving back more towards kind of like the the progressive sound and whatnot. I mean, for yourself um you know and kind of moving forward as far as writing album number 11 for you what are kind of some of those ideas that you have or is it something where you feel that you know the closer that you guys know that you're going to be heading into the studio that's when you kind of have more of like creative juices flowing and kind of stuff seems to come a little bit easier when you know at this point in time you guys don't even really know when you're going to be hitting the studio so maybe it's obviously a little bit harder to gauge you know exactly where you're going to be uh, kind of as far as a mindset in terms of you know writing lyrically and also musically
1: right I mean it all depends you know sometimes you just need to sit down and focus and do it a little bit like a nine to five like okay I'm just gonna dedicate this whole week to to writing songs and see see what comes out and you know, I try to never push it. You know, like I need to squeeze something out, but then, yeah. you know, when you get closer to 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 the recording, and sometimes you get sort of feel inspired as well because you know it's going to be put on tape. You know, and it's yeah. like, oh, it's like okay, we're getting close. You know, and and sometimes you can't come up with the best ideas getting close to, yeah. to the actual recording. So, um, you know, we'll see. But I think it's also it's got to have that kind of natural flow. You know, but sometimes you know you need to push yourself a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Now I, I know on the ride majestic as well. You know you guys pretty much co-produced the album one. I mean for, for you guys obviously, you know being a band together ten for ten albums. the Next album going to be number eleven. Is it at that point where you guys obviously know each other well enough and kind of know how each other work in terms of uh, the creative process and whatnot? Where you guys think that you would just go in and self self-produ- self produce this next record potentially? Yeah, I, w- I would say that we know
1: each other pr- pretty well at this point, you know. Uh, and, and obviously, we we, we have Bastian now, uh, who's doing drums since ever since Dirk left for Megadeth, yeah. and he's living right across the bridge in 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 Denmark. So now we can actually, you know, have jam sessions again because uh, yeah. now we're really Sweden based again. And and I mean, Dirk was living in LA since he's I think he's been living there for like eight years or something like that so uh, or at least in North America Mm -hmm. so it it was always hard to have any like jam sessions we always kind of flew in everybody right before tours Mm -hmm. do pre-production or like before entering the studio so now we can actually jam again I think that you know will, will be something really good for the band as well you know and even Peter moved when he was in the band he moved to to the States and 2004, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So we were so used at you know sending ideas yeah. back and forth, but now we can actually jam as well. So I'm looking forward to that. So
0: yeah, and I'm mm. sure that's something too. When you guys start this band, you know, over 20 years ago, that. The idea of like moving, having the band be so successful that a band member could, you know, move to North America and live here kind of on their own when the band's not touring. I mean, that had to have been something that was kind of a little bit weird for you guys in terms of yeah. living in different spots. One on Maybe not necessarily thinking that, you know, the band would ever get to the size that at that point that you guys could you know, literally potentially choose wherever you want to live in the world. Um, you know, without maybe taking into account, you know, like rehearsals and that kind of stuff, and when when it comes time to writing and recording a record or getting prepared for a tour, where everyone just kind of has to fly into one place, you know, what I mean, it's it's got to it's got to kind of be surreal to see, you know, how the how far the band has come, you know, since you get started this at such a young age to, you know, having pretty much be a full-time job your entire adult lives.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to to think that you know this band that we started, you know, in in Helsingborg, and then, you know. Um... We knew we had something unique, but you know, I, I, it wasn't even on the map that we would, you know, you know, be, be touring the world like we've we've done, and and you know, um, people meet wives on tour, you know, or yeah. you know, it, it, girlfriends, and 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 it, it's really interesting how so many lives that have changed through this band, you know, be, yeah. being in the band, uh, and and uh, um, yeah, it's. It's pretty cool, looking back, you know, and, and uh, what we've accomplished, and, and and I've dedicated so much of my life uh, to this band, you know, and there's been a lot of sacrifices, um, but I think it's all been, been, been worth it, you know, yeah. in the end
0: yeah definitely 100 mm-hmm. now now for you when was that point in time uh, you know in the band's career you know maybe it was the first time or the second time you guys coming over to north america or kind of touring outside of sweden where it all kind of hits you that like okay the soil work is legitimately going to be you know my full-time job you know for the foreseeable future this is you know what i can focus everything on and this is you know how i'm going to be you know having food on my table and keeping a roof over my head was that kind of like a maybe a certain festival or a certain tour that you guys went on where you're just like okay this is actually for real it's not just like a flash yeah. in the pan type of thing i think you know when we got signed to
1: nuclear blast uh, in 2000 or 2001 and we released a Predator's portrait and we played at back in, you know that was definitely like a big step it's like wow this is this is pretty crazy and this might go somewhere and then at that same time, we started touring Japan a lot more, you know, and and uh, went there for each and every album. And uh, um, I still had a day job back then, uh, up until I think 2002, 2003, maybe. And you know, the day when I actually went to, you know, uh, I was working at a school, and I went to to the principal. I was like a teacher's assistant. It's like I, I don't think I can, you know, juggle this anymore. And that was that was a pretty big day, even though, you know, that that job was very rewarding as well but it was it, it was definitely a big day and and you know starting started touring and, and, and then we released Natural Born Chaos and we came to
0: America for the first time and that was that was huge as well so I, I think around there you know yeah uh, you, when you think about like the internet and stuff like that that's a little bit before a couple years before you know obviously like Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff where I feel that you know the music industry kind of gauges you know likes and follows in order to kind of see you know quote unquote how big a band is or you know where they should be placed on a package whereas back then you know it was pretty much just you know this band is selling a lot of copies of records here you know we got to bring them here yeah. and kind of kind of plan accordingly that's got to be kind of a, a bit of a change too. just kind of see that kind of shift in the music industry over you know obviously from more physical to, to digital sales and whatnot just yeah. over the past decade yeah.
1: i mean it's, it's so different you know from what we got signed and uh today you really really need to be good with social media and I mean there's pros and cons to that I think you know it has brought the fans closer to the bands uh, but the, the mystique is sort of gone at the same time and yeah. I, when I was growing up I wanted the, the mystique and today it's like you know uh, you know there's chats and, and, and QA and a and, and you know you come home to everybody's living room and you know there's a cribs there's you know there's all kinds of stuff yes. you know and, and there's live and there's this and that and, and you know it's cool it, it is cool in many ways but I, if I could choose even if, as a fan because I know how I would feel you know mm-hmm. uh, I I would rather have the mystique you know that yeah. being said you know, I also like to connect with the fans. You know, it's I think it's also a very good way of of actually showing you know gratitude, you know, to all the people who actually buy your albums and and make the, the, the you know the tours actually work out in the end. You know, yeah. So it's uh, there's pros and cons to it, really. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, now, kind of talking about that that mystique and some of the bands that you listened to growing yeah. up, kind of having that, who who was that one band for you, or those couple bands that you know you really wanted to meet? And talk with them about their music and whatnot. You know, maybe through soil work over the past twenty years, you've gotten the opportunity to maybe meet the, those artists firsthand to kind of yeah. tell them how much that, that, that they really meant you.
1: I mean, you know, I, I think it started when I was, you know, growing up. Growing up, I was like seven years old, and I discovered Monthly Crew, and I was like, there's, there was a lot of mystique around that band back then. You know, and it's a little bit different now through social <laughs> yeah. media, but I would say. But uh, and, you know, I still, I still like the band, obviously. Uh, but I mean, I, and I think you know, Priest was one of those bands you know that I was really into, and and and, and I was fortunate enough to 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 you know meet Rob Halford as well, and you know expressed that I he really digs my vocals, and I mean that was that was that was huge for me, you know yeah. that was
0: that was that was really cool, that was, that was definitely a big day right there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely I- now as far as it goes for newer bands for yourself i mean obviously you know Ed on this tour you guys have bands like uh, Battlecross, darkness divided woven war i mean obviously a lot of people would know woven war from kind of their absolutely dying roots and whatnot and maybe a uh, shame with those sleeper but uh, just for yourself uh, who are some newer bands that, that you've really been enjoying lately you know whether um uh kind of you guys have seen them Ed on the road with you or just uh, artists personally that, that you've kind of uh found over this past little bit
1: Yeah, I mean all all the bands on this tour, they've been great uh, and I I think they're really good live bands too as far as you know like albums out there i mean there's not a lot that tickles my interest nowadays maybe i mean there's so much right so it's mm-hmm. it, it was it was easier back in the day because less bands got got signed and it was easier yeah. to kind of go, go through and discover bands but now it, it, there's so many right so um i mean the last band that i really enjoyed and i wouldn't really say that that's like a new band but a tribulation from sweden i think they really have something some something special you know um uh with the way they they mi- mix rock and roll and 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 in a totally different kind of like darker melancholic uh expression you know i think it's yeah. it's really really speaking to me uh in many ways and it, it, it's it's pretty unique to me you know so it's good to hear you know when, whenever you hear a band like that you know it's 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 really cool there's hope you know
0: yeah yeah definitely now yeah. have you had the opportunity to hear you know fellow country mates uh in flames and their new record battles just dropped and then as well um i just heard the the info actually just before we came into this interview uh metallica is going to be releasing 10 music videos uh one every two hours f- until friday at midnight um for their new record that's going to be dropping wow. hardwired to self-destruct so i mean it's uh, it's crazy obviously me uh, they dropped a the new record as well this year it's just uh it's it's one of those crazy things where it just seems like uh <laughs> you know what i mean all all these great bands releasing albums so it's a uh, it, it's awesome definitely for sure but if you had the, the chance to uh listen to that new inflames or any of those new metallica songs just yet i've listened to some of the metallica songs
1: and i've heard inflames as well and uh it's really it's really cool i i i like the metallica songs and i like some of the inflame songs as well uh you know uh i know the guys <laughs> yeah i mean um i would i would say that like i you know i'm I'm still a fan and and uh i like if i could choose i like maybe the older stuff but i mean I, they're so sick of hearing that i'm sure but I think, I'm really, I think it's really cool where they're taking their music and I, I know that they're doing exactly what they want and I yeah. really respect them for it, you know? And I think uh, there's some really catchy stuff on, on, on the new record and I think this new one is, is better than the previous one. That
0: would be my opinion. Yeah, I I definitely have to agree with that. I think they're also, a week from today, they're going to be in town with uh, with Hell Yeah and from Ashes new and a couple other bands. They're a
1: great live band still, really good live
0: band. Now, uh, just as far as it goes for you guys, just in terms of uh, a timeline, obviously, you know, as you said, you guys have been literally all over the world in 2016, you know, kind of wrapping things up with this North American tour. For you guys, uh, just going into 2017, I'm just going to kind of be hitting the road more, focusing a little bit more on writing, um, You know, maybe even uh, spending a couple months at home just to kind of uh, you know, obviously recharge the batteries and whatnot, or are you guys uh, still just kind of map out 2017 so far?
1: Uh, well, we need, really need some time off. We're going to do the Creator sepultura Tour in, in Europe in February, and yeah. then uh, we're going to have a, a long break. We might do a few festivals in the summer, but that's about it. So yeah. I, th- I think it's needed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, maybe write some stuff. I'm also going to do... Uh, maybe some shows with my other band The Night Flight Orchestra, which is a classic rock band that features David from Soulwork and also Charlie D'Angelo from Arch Enemy and our album is coming out on uh, in, in May on Nuclear Blast so there might be stuff to do with that band as well we're going to record when we come home uh, so that's sort of what's what's on the map right now but I think we need to let uh, Soulwork rest for a little bit and then yeah. kind of pick it up again
0: so. I read a couple of days ago that you guys were you know getting ready to release this record it hadn't quite been recorded just yet so Um, is that kind of when you get home from this tour you know obviously last day of tours today maybe take a week or two off and kind of get into the studio to recording that? I'm actually going straight into the studio, we have like three
1: weeks booked but uh, so it's like three different sessions so it's like a week Mm -hmm. so I think I can handle that and I'm really looking forward to it, as soon as I come home we have that last week in November and then we, we're going to record a second uh, session week or recording session week is going to be in between uh, Christmas and New Year's and then we no. have one in, in January and then deliver the master by the end of January and then getting released in May. So no, yeah. sick. That's awesome. That'll work out. That'll yeah. be fun.
0: You know, I know, obviously, you know, between that and Soilwork, the styles of music are very, very different. But I mean, for yourself, from from a songwriting aspect, in terms of uh, just just the way that you go into that project versus Soilwork, just how much different is it for yourself? You know, working with Dave and then and then as well, you know, obviously, you know, with the Arch Enemy connection in there, is it pretty much more or less the exact same thing as Soilwork, just an obviously a different genre, kind of a music in terms of how you kind of approach the, the songwriting process? Uh, good question i mean i think you know we we've known each other for quite some time you
1: know uh, with charlie as well we just shared that you know kind of love for for classic rock uh... from the era between like seventy eight to eighty two that's that's sort yeah. of what we you know capturing as well but we're also sort of moving f- forward so it's it's there's a really nice creative flow with this band and it's a different expression and i think um, I'm a big rocker. I'm also a metalhead, so um, yeah, I, I get to do both. <laughs> that's good. I think it's a really good thing, and, I, and, and maybe that's what I need to do in order to kind of pick up soul work again. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where you know, uh, you know, playing in a different band or playing a different style of music often really inspires you know the other side of music that, that you yeah. that you play. You know what I mean? For sure, definitely goes both ways. Yeah. And just as far as uh, where uh, listeners can pick up uh, either physical or digital copies of Death Resonance and then as well uh, the Ride Majestic, just go to the uh, Nuclear ba- Blast website or you guys have a personal website that you'd like the listeners to go to whether they want to pick up uh, merch, vinyl, uh, CDs, anything like that.
1: That usually goes through the, uh, the social media as well. There's links to web shops uh, as well, so you can, you can buy it there as well.
0: Mm. Sounds great. Bjorn, thanks a lot for the time, man. I really appreciate it for you joining me on Rock the Walls tonight. And one of the things I like to do with the bands that I interview is I get them to choose uh, two songs from their catalog they want the listeners to hear and then a song that you'd like to hear by uh, any band, any artist, any genre. So if you want to pick uh, two soil work songs and a song by any other band, uh, go for it.
1: Okay. Um, We'll do two lives worth of Reckoning from the Panic Broadcast. And uh, we'll also do... uh, Death in General from the latest album yeah, uh, The of
0: Majestic and let's do Night's Blood by Dissection oh, yeah man sounds mm. great yep. Bjorn thanks a lot man and uh, best of luck uh, in 2017 man can't wait to hear the new music thank you thanks for having me Soil Work Death in General on Adobe Radio. It's Rock the Walls. Meet your host, Patrick Walford. That song comes off of their 10th studio album, The Ride Majestic, which they dropped in August of 2015. And as well, an album of B-sides and rarities just a couple months back, as we talked about in that interview. Death Resonance, which in and of itself is one hell of a ripper. Definitely go and check that out if you are a Soil Work fan. Right now, we're going to hop right into our next interview. I had the opportunity to catch up with Patch Pinion, vocalist of Carcer City. We talk all about their album Infinite Unknown, which they dropped back in September on Stay Sick Recordings. Heading out on the road for the first time in three years and how this record really was years in the making. These guys uh, had a pretty unfortunate uh, van accident in 2013, which uh, left some members injured. The writing and recording process, as he is the primary songwriter, both lyrically and instrumentally in the band, and as well as a whole lot of other stuff. I'm um, just really stoked for you guys to hear this interview. So here it is, my interview with Patrick Patch Pinion, vocalist of Carcer City on Rock the Walls. You are listening to Rock the Walls here on Adobe Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. Right now, we are joined by a band. They just dropped their album, Infinite Unknown, on Stay Sick Recordings back in September. They just got finished uh, playing some uh, album release shows and as well, Euroblast, uh, back at the uh, very end of September. We are here with the vocalist of Carcer City, Patch Pinion. Patch, uh, how's it going, man? Uh, You guys just uh, played some pretty rad shows um uh, just a couple of release shows uh two of them yeah. to be exact and then as well uh, being a late addition to euroblast uh just the response to the record all these awesome shows man just says everything's been going
2: uh, everything's been going pretty well so far like like you say we played euroblast that went great um, we were a little worried playing that because we were put on so late but we went there we played the show people turned up went crazy had a real good time and then, just last weekend, we played the release shows, and again, it was just so cool to see all the support, all the people coming out just to show their appreciation for the record, because we've been working at it for a few years now, and all these people have known about it for so long, and then to finally see them all come out, all have a great time and just celebrate the release was amazing. I'm smiling, I've been smiling the whole time since it, <laughs> since it came out.
0: Yeah, man, definitely, because for, for people who might not know, you know, especially over here in North America... For you guys, uh, you know, you released the road journals back in 2012, but uh, but you guys got into to an accident, which obviously you know halted touring, playing music, and a- anything like that. Man, I mean, for for you guys, and uh, you know, for for just for yourself, I mean, obviously retooling the lineup a bit, getting this all recorded, and now just over the past month and a half, seeing the record finally get released and everything. Man, I mean, this had to have felt like like a bit of a, a lifetime for you just over these past couple of years, and uh, getting this one out.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like you say, man, like you highlighted about the the crash um, back in 2013. That was something that really, really just set us back so much. Um, It was only about a year, like you say, after the release of the Road Journals, and then that led to uh, us losing a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of band members left, and we had to get new members in. So, yeah, it was a real, real uphill struggle. And, you know, like you say, this is kind of like the getting to the summit, getting to the top of that mountain, just such an uphill battle finally after years of getting the right people the right team the right music behind us we're just ready to go all guns blazing take over the world whatever we can do we're going for it
0: for those who don't know i mean what exactly happened like in terms of uh, like the injuries and kind of the stuff that that you guys went through i mean obviously uh you know you get in a band accident the the, the touring that you guys have planned that's obviously completely completely shot um yeah. a, a lot of the stuff obviously the vehicle all that kind of stuff you guys lose all that kind of shit man yeah. i mean
3: yeah we lost a lot of things man so it was
2: the, the crash itself happened right at the end of a tour it was in um in switzerland and we were driving through the mountains and it was snowy and we were speeding along this motorway and just out of nowhere the, the van just lost traction and we veered off the road and we hit the middle barrier did a 360 spin in the road hit the other barrier. The van was completely totaled and this was a van that you know we owned ourselves um we'd spent years touring in it it was our bread and butter you know without the van we can't get on the road if we can't get on the road we can't be a band so yeah the the van was written off um uh, there were no kind of major injuries but a couple of the members had to just kind of stay with the van while the rest of us headed home we had to pay for that ourselves um and these, these um louis who one of our guitarists and our drummer Ollie at the time had to stay in the van for about three or four days, just freezing cold oh. in the snow, just staying with the van, and yeah, all, all, the, all the plans for touring fell through because of that, all the kind of touring um, that was going to happen later on in 2013 got cancelled, and yeah, it was just just a real massive <laughs> crap thing to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, holy fuck, I, I would absolutely have to say so, and I, I mean, at that point, all that shit happens, man, for, for you... Um, what's kind of the thing that, that you say, you know, this need, I need to keep this going, that this needs to, Carcer City needs to continue. Whereas, you know, so many, so many other bands might just say, you want to know what, like, look at all the shit that's happened, you know, like it's over, it's done with type deal. I mean, for you, what, what was that driving force and that driving, that driving thing that really, you know, kept you and the remaining members kind of, kind of together and wanting to reach a lineup and, you know, release um, in my opinion, uh, you know, your guys' best release yet.
2: Cool. Um, well, thanks, first off. <laughs> um, and I think it was, you know, we, we did get to that point where we were like, guys, do we really want to carry on doing this? You know, we've lost pretty much everything here. We, we can't even function, basically. But um, following that crash... We, we reached out to fans, we reached out to everyone who had been following us on that tour or, or any of the previous tours and the, the, the support we got from those guys just kind of flooded yep. in. Uh, we had messages yep. from people. Um, I, just, I remember a few um, in particular just saying, you know, you, you guys have helped me through some really tough times. You guys have yep. changed my life yep. for the better. You guys have uh, changed my outlook on life or saved me from yep. going to a dark place or whatever it was. And yep. I think it was that more than anything, I kind of did it for those people more than I did it for myself at that point in time, Um, and yeah, just, just all the support from fans just made me realize, or made us realize, that we need to do this, even if it's not for us, we need to do it for those people, and it was that support that pushed us through that
3: hard time.
0: Definitely, for sure. Now, when it came to to writing this album, Infinite Unknown, man, um, just uh, taking, you know, those past experiences, and as well the life experiences, just just for yourself over these past couple of years, I mean, uh, for yourself, um, just when you sat down to begin writing this album, where did it really all start for you? It's
3: a very good
2: question. Um, (coughs) Well, I suppose it was, with this album, I wanted to kind of, the the themes and um, the message and stuff behind it, I wanted to be a lot bigger than any of the previous albums and I think going through the crash and kind of thinking about those bigger themes about what's important in life um, and the reasons you do things in life um, I think those definitely came to the forefront of uh, you, you know having haven't done haven't had the crash and haven't seen all the support and haven't gone through that experience it definitely um, made me want to write about those bigger more meaningful experiences in life more than it did uh, you know, kind of about ex girlfriends, or um, you know, just kind of everyday stuff. I wanted to write about the big, the bigger things and the, the bigger messages and the bigger, more important things in life. And yeah, like like I said, just having that crash and seeing all the support definitely opened my eyes to, to that part of life and the positivity that can come from all that.
0: hundred uh, percent, oh, man. Because I, I think it's it's so easy as well. You know, when you when you're doing the music. Um, you know, touring, recording, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it starts to almost, uh, you know, become kind of a cycle, in it, and at some point, to kind of uh, to 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 step away and kind of look at it from the outside, looking in a little bit. I mean, I, I think you see so many bands now; like they get so wrapped up in kind of like the business and quote unquote making it and just, uh, you know, being as big oh, as dude. they possibly can. They kind of forget, Absolutely. you know, why they do. It, you know what I mean?
2: Absolutely, man. Like I, I quite regularly have to just step back and be like you know none of this matters it doesn't matter if you get famous it doesn't matter if you don't get famous the only reason you're doing this is because you enjoy doing it just remember that's why you're doing it and it, it like you say it's it's difficult because you see it in other people you see it in other bands like people getting frustrated because they're not doing as well as band x or band y or they didn't play riff x as tight as they could or and they get really they beat themselves up about it and Yeah, like you say, it's very easy to get caught up in that kind of world, and yeah, I have to always, always step back, have a breather, and just be like, remember why you're doing this, remember who you are, remember what you're fighting for.
0: We are here with the vocalist of Carcer City, Patch Opinion. Go and check out their brand new album, Infinite Unknown, out now on Stay Sick Recordings. Now, Patch, uh, just for yourself, man, and uh, just with writing this album, uh, a lot of people, it was kind of brought into light uh, with an article that uh, Alternative Press um, uh, released a, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Just uh, w- with one of the things that, that you have uh, with with writing the music and whatnot, uh, j- just for yourself, and uh, you know, having a you know. It's something where, um, you know, uh, a stimulation of one sense involuntarily triggers another. And, uh, you know, you often, uh, you know, you write kind of uh, within kind of like a like a color scheme and how something kind of makes you feel. I mean, just with yourself, it's something obviously that is second nature to to you at this point, just something that you you've always had and you dealt with and whatnot. But I mean, trying to uh, um, put put that into perspective just with, uh, you know, really having like a color pattern for like the track listing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, h- how did that really all begin with you? Uh, when it came to you know when you initially first started to write music, to now uh, where it might be a little bit differently to it is up into this point. Now that you've uh, you know been doing it for uh, for a bit, seven eight years. Uh, you know what? Even after all this time,
3: it still makes literally no sense. <laughs> it's it's really is just bizarre. And uh, one thing I want to make clear is
2: it's not like it's um, you know I'll see a letter and kind of not be able to not see a color. It's it's not like forced on me as such it's just that uh i have this inherent association of colors to letters or numbers um so it's not like i have a pre-planned color scheme for the album it's just things like i don't like two tracks of the same color being together and things like um that the fret numbers that are used in each song have to match the colours of the track title or the track number, and just funny little connections like that. So it's not that it necessarily helps me kind of write the music. It's more just kind of forces me to make decisions um, involving the song titles, the lyrics, the frets that he used, more that kind of thing. It's it's quite loose, um, but it just it just helps me kind of organize the album in a way that makes sense to
0: me you're writing both the, the music and the lyrics i mean it, it j- just kind of sitting down it, and you know doing it completely yourself in terms of you know you guys self-producing it and whatnot and, and all that kind of stuff man i mean from this from starting this record initially to finishing it up having it all mixed and mastered how, how many hundreds or thousands of hours went into that for, for you just, uh, you know, <laughs> being in your room at home or, uh, you know, being in your, in your home studio, okay. uh, k- okay. kind of getting this finished? And, uh, you know, obviously just uh, going over and kind of revising stuff here and there for hours and whatnot.
2: Okay, well, easily, easily 1,000 hours at least. Um, I couldn't really give you an exact figure, but put it this way. Um, the, the first kind of note of the whole album was written back in... It was in February 2013. In fact, it was before the crash. Before the crash, this album was being written. So, over three years ago. And we went into the studio to begin recording in January 2015. And we didn't come out of the studio until the end of March 2015. And that didn't get released until, like, over a year and a half after that. So, it was literally, kind of, you know, easily a thousand hours, like I say. And countless nights staying up all night programming countless days when we were in the studio it was like a nine-to-five job you know me, yeah. me um Louie the guitarist and Yaka our other guitarist were locked away in that studio monday to friday you know all day every day for about three months so yeah <laughs> you can do the maths <laughs> yeah man.
0: holy shit man that definitely sounds like like a hell of a time though and i mean It was a labor labor of love though, you know, we we kind of enjoyed doing it at the same time, we kind of
2: wanted to suffer for it, if that makes sense, we wanted it to be a kind of emotional journey where it's kind of like, at some points we were sick of doing it, but at the end of it, in hindsight, it was like, we had to do that, we had to give that blood, sweat and tears for it to be a, a true, honest album, you know?
0: Yeah, man, definitely 100%. Would you say kind of in that period of spending the three months together with those guys recording this album that there was maybe, uh, you know, like almost like, like a turning point in the recording process or almost kind of a, a, a vital point where you feel like the, the recording kind of uh, may, maybe t- took a turn for for the better after maybe something kind of happened in terms of you guys kind of debating about uh, different kind of spots and where you wanted stuff on the album? Um.
2: We went into the recording process pretty much knowing what we wanted, um, so there was no kind of um, conflicts or anything like that. And those guys are very kind in, in, in the fact that they allow me to just kind of write what I want to write, and there isn't too much kind of arguing about well, maybe we should do this instead or that shouldn't go here. Yeah, um, you know, they're, they're very forgiving with that kind of stuff. Um, but I think the kind of the turning point was pretty much once all the actual recording itself was done we did a lot of time um, kind of editing vocals and you know doing a lot of um tweaking and cleaning up the performance and so on but i think once we had all the actual initial source material recorded we knew that you know from there on it was just okay we can all relax it's just a case of editing now and i think that from there on the morale definitely jumped up a lot and we were kind of from there on really excited to just kind of hear the final product but that being said the whole experience itself was very smooth. It was just very long as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely for sure. Now, now for for you guys, when, when you're recording in the studio like that, I mean, is this relatively close to home for you guys, or are you guys uh, kind, of, kind of recording this a, a couple hours away?
3: Uh, it's actually pr- pretty close to home, and we recorded
2: it in our guitarist's shed.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and he lives only about a half-hour drive away from me, so... You know, it was a case of just kind of living at a friend's house for a, a few months, but it was the middle of winter and he had no boiler, so it was absolutely freezing. But
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: other than that, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It was it was the way we wanted to do it, you know. It was, it was quite comfortable and it was quite homely and it was quite relaxed and it allowed us to take that time um, that we wanted to give to the album, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cause I, I feel like so often at times, obviously, you know bands are kind of given deadlines or like a time constraint and you know what i mean you, you almost feel it, it, it's it's not like like a feeling of you know obviously you know having like a fear of like oh my god am i not going to be able to finish this album it's more of just like a man like this needs to get done somehow some way and i'm not sure how it's going to get done whereas you know yep. when you you don't have time constraints you can more you know what i mean you can work on stuff more kind of uh, flesh out ideas that you might no. have you know what i mean yeah,
2: yeah well i mean the, the... That's been the case with every other album we've done except this one. It's always been a kind of, oh, well, you're booked in the studio for this date, we need the album finished by this date. And it has been that kind of, you know, once it's done, it's done, just get it out, you know, n- no kind of second thought about it. Just, like you say, there's that pressure. And that pressure then leads to maybe not bad decisions, but not thinking about whether a better decision could have been made, if that makes sense, in terms of mm-hmm. songwriting, in terms of production, and so on so like you say it was really nice to just be able to say hey we've got all the time in the world to do this let's just make it as good as it can be and i think
0: i think it shows in the record i think it's like you say the best record we've done so far yeah man i I would definitely have to agree with that well patch right now we are going to get to a song off the brand new album if you just want to pick one uh, for listeners to hear and then we'll come back and uh, talk a little bit more Uh, go for it man
2: uh okay sure um i guess uh, we should probably play the title track i guess it was the first single off the record um yeah and it kind of sums up everything the album's about it's got a bit of melody a bit of breakdowns uh it's heavy, it's melodic it's fast it's slow it's everything you could possibly want give it a listen it's infinite unknown
0: oh yeah man sounds great go and check it out it is the album title track to the album they just dropped uh, last month on stay sick recordings Cursor City, Infinite Unknown, on Rock the Walls. Carcer City, that is Infinite Unknown, the album title track to the record they dropped last month on Stay Sick Recordings. We are joined right now by their vocalist, Patch Opinion. Now, uh, man, just uh, as far as goes and you guys signing to Stay Sick Recordings after you know being signed to uh, UK labels for your first couple of releases, man, I mean, for you guys, um, was this a case of you guys already had this record uh, done um, You know, when you guys uh, recorded it back in uh, 2015? and then kind of shopped it around for a little bit? Or was this a case of um, them kind of coming to you, knowing that you guys were going to be releasing new stuff?
2: Uh, we had the, the record was ready to go, um, and we did that on purpose, knowing that um, you know, to an American label, looking at a band kind of our size, we're basically nobodies, so we had to kind of make it as attractive a deal as possible. So we thought, we'll get all the album ready, we'll have all, uh, all the artwork ready, everything good to go, so we can just say, look, here's what we're about, here's our music, do you want to work with us or not? And we had a a number of labels that were interested, and the reason we went with Stay Sick was because they were the only label that was saying, we love this music, we love what you're doing, we love the sound, we believe in you as a band, we believe in the music, we think this can go far, as opposed to, uh, you know, sure, maybe we can get this album out to some people, we can throw some money at you, whatever, you know. The, the real attractive prospect about Stay Sick was the their belief and their faith in us and yeah just having all that support from their team was really, really um inspiring. And yeah, that's what made us want to go for that.
0: Definitely, man, because I, I think a lot of people might just think that, you know, Stay Sick recordings because he's kind of, you know, the face of it would be, you know, you guys just talking with Franz from Attila but as well, uh, what a lot of people may not know is uh, Mike Milford, who is one of the guys who started the Uttery Foundation and whatnot, he's also somebody who's involved in that label, and obviously uh, somebody who's, uh, who's a, a very vital part of it, you know what I mean?
2: Well, absolutely, it was Mike that we've been speaking to mainly, um, and it's, it's Mike that's been um, you know, really supporting us through, through, his, through his own pocket, essentially. He's been a great dude to us, he's been really supportive, and uh, we, we can't thank Mike enough really for the opportunity.
0: As far as that goes, for you guys, was this thing kind of the first time, as far as, you know, you guys signing a Stay Sick and whatnot, that you guys kind of uh, pursued American labels just to kind of see what what they had to offer? Um,
2: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, like, this is the only point in time where we've kind of felt, you know, confident enough to kind of go for that level. Um, Obviously, with, you know, the the, the previous records, we've, we've known, you know, we're, we're not a big band and we're still not a big band, but... You know, there was definitely no chance of getting to America on any of the previous records. But with this one we had um we had some support from some um, you know, um powerful people in the music industry in the UK at least, who kind of hooked us up with that kind of American um, contact. So we we thought, well, if we've got a foot in the door, let's let's try and go for it and we, we marketed this album to several US labels and like I say it was Stasic that came back with the response that we loved the most, so we went with that. But um, yeah, I forget the question. <laughs> like I say, we've only been with one record label back in the UK anyway, and they, mm-hmm. they were a small independent record. So you could say it was kind of our first experience with you know big labels. Period. But, yeah. You know, um, because the Road Journals was self-released, um, and the record before that was through Transcend. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was just kind of a new experience, and we we enjoyed doing it. Um, there were definitely pros and cons to self-releasing with the last record, and there's definitely pros and cons to releasing through a label. Um, but yeah, it's it's an adventure. It's a new experience for us, and we're enjoying it so far, so <laughs> no complaints yet.
0: So far, you guys have dropped a couple of music videos off the album. Uh, now you guys have had the the same company do them, uh, Sitcom Soldiers. Um, I thought the both the videos you, that you guys did for, for the album so far were really awesome with Infinite Unknown. And then, uh, Sovereign. I mean, for that video, um, anybody out there listening who hears the star of that song, they'll know that that's from Mass Effect, which I thought was, uh, was really awesome and really cool. I mean, for, for you guys to, uh, do a music video like that, um, just kind of what was that like and who came up with that idea? I thought it was really cool kind of with uh, kind of like the black black light, like a, like paint and whatnot, just kind of with, with the lighting and whatnot, kind of the the different stuff that you guys did and then even yeah, uh, yeah. kind of the way it looked with, you know, like the drum set, the strings on all the instruments and whatnot.
2: Okay, so uh, the idea was um, somewhat of a collaboration between the band, uh, the, the members of the band. Um, I'd kind of put forward the, the themes of... Um, what Sovereign is about um, kind of to do with um, the inevitability of death and the kind of, you know, the, the duality between life and death or light and darkness
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and just how kind of uh, love is suffering life is suffering, the kind of the weird duality of everything in life so to reflect that in the video we had the, the two different shoots, we had the, the white shoot if you will and then we had the, the dark shoot if you like which had all the UV and Yeah, that was just kind of an idea that came about through talking with sitcom soldiers. And uh, Louis, one of our guitarists, he's a bit of a visionary himself, so he had the idea of using all the UV paints and the UV strings and the UV tape around the drum kit and all that. And it was just kind of a a collaboration of ideas that eventually came together to make one really nice, solid video. And I love it just
0: as much as you do. I think it looks really cool. We love how it's turned out. Were they pretty much just like, for the most part, just, like, dumped a a pail of, like, the the UV paint on you more or less in in the video? Or was that more pretty much you just, like, kind of just, like, taking, like, big, like, handfuls and scoops out and just kind of just, like, throwing it everywhere?
2: (laughs) It's funny, actually, because it started as this kind of really precise operation where, you know, we had a specific idea of how we wanted all the paint to run off us and we tried really hard to maybe do this certain style and then by the end of it was like, you know what, just just pour it over our heads, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I say, started off trying to be something and ended up just being an art attack, yeah. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> Now, uh, for for yourself and uh, c- kind of with uh, you know obviously the album being released and you guys you guys having it done for so long I mean just in terms of kind of looking back now uh, with the the album being recorded I mean at, at this point you guys are only a couple months away from having it uh, recorded for you know you know what I mean the past almost two years so I mean for yourselves at this point obviously the the, the new album is still fresh are you now kind of writing towards that next release already oh yeah
2: man like i mean I'm, I'm somebody that just always writes music regardless of you know what's happening in my life i'm always you know writing riffs or little jingles or whatever it might be so there's always that kind of database of music that i can dip into and think can i use this for for something castle city related or you know whatever that might be so th- there's always a kind of some form of writing going on but whether we've kind of seriously thought about the next record, probably not very much. No, yeah. but it's getting to the point where I'm starting to feel like, all right, let's let's think about the next one. Yeah, let's start writing some things.
0: <laughs> and uh, just as far as uh, for yourself, just any releases that uh, that have come out over this past little bit, whether it's uh, you know a Stay Sick release or just uh, any other releases, it seems like 2016 uh, has been a, a pretty big year for music so far.
2: Oh, Damn. God, you put me on the spot now,
0: there's so many so many albums, I'm a funny one maybe because I don't
2: actually listen to loads and loads of metal, I listen to a lot of weird stuff as well, I have really enjoyed the latest Bon Ivor record, um, really enjoyed the latest Tycho record, let me think, let me have a look through my phone actually, I've, I've definitely got some albums that I've downloaded. Oh, that's right, the new Doom soundtrack, of course. (laughs) Yeah, me and the lads have been spinning the latest Doom soundtrack a lot in the van recently. That's a really good album, you should definitely check that out. Uh, The latest Issues album, that was a great, great album. Loads of summer vibes on that, really enjoyed it. Um, What else? Oh, Dig Deep by After the Burial, another fantastic album. Loads of great grooves, loads of riffs. Yeah.
0: That air horn like, too. They, they, those are the, the first ones that popped up in my recently added. So <laughs> nice those ones. Man, that that air horn and Laurentia Ghost, man, that I, I could listen the to that all horn, right. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, with you guys having having a name like Carcer City, uh, you know, based on the fictional city in the video game Manhunt, obviously, you know, making references to Mass Effect on the record. Obviously, you guys are pretty big video game fans. So I got to know. Uh, <laughs> So, so I got to know uh, just for yourself, man, uh, just in terms uh, of uh, what you've been playing lately. You know, are you mostly a console gamer, PC gamer, or I guess I should say PC Master Race? Um, or, uh, you know, am, what have you been uh, playing? I've never, ever, ever been a PC gamer. Um, <laughs> sorry
2: to say. I probably should try it, but I just, no, it's, it's not for me. Yeah, so I'm, I'm exclusively a console gamer. Um, And over the past 12 months, I have non-stop been playing The Witcher 3. I've clocked over 350 hours in there, and I love it. I will never stop playing it. (laughs) But um, I've also been playing uh, the new Deus Ex. Been playing that a lot. Really enjoy that. Really enjoy playing the stealth side of that. Um, I've been playing Shadow of Mordor. Been playing that quite a lot. Nice little hack and slash. But yeah, I'm I'm a bit of an RPG kind of adventure dude. That's it. I don't. I don't really do much kind of online multiplayer or any of that. I'm very, very anti-social gamer.
0: Now, as far as goes for uh, Cursor City, uh, just with tour plans coming up with you guys, uh, going to be uh, kind of focusing on uh, Europe for the rest of the year and uh, possibly getting over to North America in 2017.
2: Uh, yeah, you took the word straight from my mouth, man. That is pretty much exactly what we're planning to do. Yeah, we're going to hit up um, the UK and the EU, uh, kind of in November and December. And then the majority of the touring is going to be in 2017. If we make it to the, to the States and Canada, then absolutely amazing. I hope we do. Um, we're also open to hit some kind of new territories, potentially, you know, Asia or, um, or Australia or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, Patch, thanks a lot for joining me on Rock the Walls today, man. I really appreciate it for your time. Uh, just, uh, if you just want to uh, let listeners know uh, where they can go and pick up Infinite Unknown, whether they want to pick up a physical copy or digitally, um, uh, go for it.
2: Okay, well, first of all, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, yeah, on, if, you, um, if you want to go listen to Infinite Unknown, you can check it out. It's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, there's a YouTube playlist. Um, if you want a physical, you can check it out it's on the uh, I think it's the Merch Now store, the Stasic Records store, or if you happen to be at one of our shows, we will have CDs with us. It's all over the planet. Go and get your copy while it's still hot.
0: And uh, just as far as it goes, man, I mean, having having been through all the stuff that, that you've been through yourself just over these past couple of years, man, I mean, just uh, kind of differently looking at things as far as, uh, as far as the way you look at music and just touring and everything right now. I mean, there's one thing that, that you could say to bands out there, you know, stressing out about, quote unquote, making it. And, you know, being able to do this is a full-time thing. I mean, what, what would your one big advice be after, you know, doing it, having all the stuff happen that it has, and, you know, now just getting back into the swing of things after having off a couple the past couple of years kind of uh, regrouping and getting stuff back together? Um, I'd, say, I'd say two
2: things. The, the most important thing is, like I said earlier on, is make sure that you're doing it because you love doing it. If you're doing it for any other reason, you simply will not make it. Like The industry will chew you up and it will spit you out and you will come out the other side of it defeated, hating yourself, hating the work you've done, all of it. Whereas if you write music that you want to write, and you write it for you because you enjoy doing it and you enjoy performing it, it won't matter if you're performing to three people or 300,000 people, it won't make a difference. So just make sure you're doing it for the right reason. And the second uh, piece of advice I would give would be do it with absolutely no expectations whatsoever so that anything good that comes from it is a bonus, and that's all there is to it. Like, you ain't going to make a lot of money from it unless you're, you know, super famous, so don't expect that. You've just got to go in for the love of it, stay with it for the love of it, and just enjoy it.
0: Enjoy the experience all you can. Hell yeah, man. I definitely have to agree with that 100%. Patrick. Thanks a lot, man, and uh, just one of the things I like to do with the bands that I interview is that you just get them to choose uh, two songs from their catalog they want the listeners to hear, and then a song that you'd like to hear by uh, any band, any artist, any genre, so if you want to pick a Carcer City song, and a song by any other band, uh, go for it.
2: Carcer City tune, I would pick, uh, I, and now I get to just pick any track by any band, right? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, and another song I would choose would be uh, Simple Boy by Carnival.
0: Hell yeah, man sounds awesome Patch thanks a lot man and I uh, can't wait to hopefully see you guys over here in North America in 2017
2: dude thank you so much and I hope I get to come over
0: and meet you in person dude hell yeah man definitely looking awesome. forward to it <laughs> go and check out their brand new album Infinite Unknown it's out now on Stay Sick Recordings this is Cursor City on Rock the Walls
3: So how? Help-
0: city sovereign on rock the walls that is off of their new album infinite unknown out now on stay sick recordings if you're over in europe those guys are heading out on a pretty headlining tour to say the very least uh, hitting uh, eight nine different countries and a bunch of dates in the uk so i uh, kicked that off about two days ago so definitely go and check that out if you're over in europe That is going to wrap up Rock the Walls tonight. A very special thanks to Bjorn Strid and Patch Pinion, vocalists of Soilwork and Carcer City, for joining me on the show tonight. Next week, we will be speaking with Bo Bocan of Bless the Fall and another special guest, which will be revealed. Coming up in the next couple days, stay tuned to the socials for that. I've been your host, Patrick Walford. You guys can follow me over on Facebook and Twitter at Rock the Walls and as well subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes by typing in Rock the Walls and clicking subscribe so you never miss an episode. You have yourselves a great night, keep your stick on the ice, and always remember to listen loud.